Hello everyone, my name is Ricarolino and I'm a wheel addict. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Skate Talks with a wheel addict. Today we are going to talk about how companies don't believe in their own product. Yes, that is right. You heard me well. We are going to be talking about road mapping of products, like from the the time that someone thought about that product until the 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 days that the product dies. Is that right, Kamil? We have Kamil Chura from Poland as my co-host. And I'm going to... I think he has a couple of things that he wants to talk today. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are you are definitely right. So this is a subject that not gets covered a lot. But, you know, like for someone who is in, interested in the industry for as long as I am or as long as you are, some things are pretty obvious and we are like used to them but um, from my perspective you know like there's a lot of wasted potential and even you can say resources on the ideas that could be successful in the longer run or if they will be would be given more time and you know like just hit the right moment but the companies are quickly to drop the ball basically like if someone if something doesn't um, become a hit instantly or almost instantly they are giving up on this but sometimes there's a reverse situation like you can see that the product is just not good and the companies try to push it and stick with it for whatever reasons so uh, Ricardo, you are now working for Micro. Yeah, so I you might. Know, you, like, I, I was listening to you talking, and I was thinking, like, during this conversation, we might even talk against what I do sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> it's the truth; I know it. But I guess what we're going to be talking today, it has a lot to do with the investments that the company do, and how fast they want the investments to become like a, a turnover. Right? I guess. It's very related to that. Companies invest, and a lot of times they really want to get that money back fast, and that is a huge problem, and I have to agree with you on that. So, sorry, I'm not yeah. going to interrupt your thinking anymore. I do work with micro. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go for it. Sorry. So, on the subject of a micro, like uh, this is um, a pretty special case because they um, started like – coming out on the worldwide market with their own products only recently. And I would say like they are still trying to find their own identity and you are helping them with this. Uh, you know, the products that are um, getting released recently, like the micro beats and the um, MT, MT, 
how it's called MT3, the yes, tree with okay. gate. Yes, yeah, I, MT3. The, yes, we are now basically. I started working with the company in the beginning of 2019, and when we started, it was a bit all over the place. We, they didn't really knew where to go, and that was actually my job. So right now, we're focusing a lot more in kids, which is obviously the image that most of the people would have of micro. If anyone knows anything about micro scooters, they know that they're actually the biggest scooter, kid scooter brand in the whole world. When it comes to inline skates, in the Western market, they're very, very new. And they they didn't really add a focus. Obviously, their, their background is somehow related to Seba. And because the background is related to Seba and Seba is so strong with slalom, it was the obvious way for them or for us, because now I work with Micro, to go mainly focused on slalom. But with my job, we've been trying to focus on something a bit different and trying to bring a different type of skating that it's it's a, li a little bit hard to... To bring into a market that wasn't used to work on that. And I'm talking about obviously the biggest market at the moment for micro, it's the Asian market. And urban skating in Asia, it's not as simple as we might imagine. Usually Asians want competition, they want to challenge themselves, they want to see results. And when it comes to urban skating, that is not something that we see urban skating is more about enjoying the city about using the city about freedom it's maybe a little bit about also getting a little bit of a, an adrenaline rush while exercising and slalom is none of that slalom is actually training 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 to get results after so it, it's been a bit harder than we actually thought we as a brand, but it's getting there. And the, the products that you spoke before, either the Microbeat or the MT3, are, are going more in that way. And we have a lot more products. Now, I'm going to let you keep talking about that because I know that you have some <laughs> ideas about it. But I know that one of the products that we are going to keep working for a while, it's going to be the MT line. But I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah, like, you know, um, I'm a bit worried with the beats because uh, the, from what I understand, the quantity is a little bit low uh, when it comes to the, this case. Like, they didn't make a lot of them. And this makes me a little bit worried that they might not be fully convinced that this type of skate will take off. So... What's your perspective on that? Yeah, uh, you heard right when you heard few numbers. But the reason why you heard that is because I really, really wanted the skate to be ready and to create a little bit of hype. And just like every other brand to have products done, it's been a bit of a mission during these pandemic times. So we preferred to release them to start shipping some to, to Europe so that we can release the product and have others being done in Asia. There's obviously, you heard about the number 30. There's obviously a lot more than 30 skates being done because 30, when it's yeah. when you're talking about a, a skate brand, 30 is nothing. If you think there will be five different sizes, there would be three of, there would be five of it. There would be six of each. There's way more than six of each, obviously. 
but yeah, yeah, it was easier to have these 30 shipped right away with other stuff that we had being shipped to Europe. And then there are more being produced at the moment. Whoever ordered through the Willetic shop, we already shipped them from Asia. So instead of people waiting until the, the pre-order time, I was able to ship them already for some of the people that ordered them. So don't worry about the numbers. But again, it, <laughs> I understand what you mean. And it, yes, it, it happens a little bit. And especially when it's a company that it's slowly shifting into a, a new type of skating for them. It's sometimes hard to, to believe in it right away. And that's what you want to talk today. And I fully need to, I, I, I need to agree with you. If you don't go ahead first, it's going to be hard to succeed. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, so that, as I said, the micro is a kind of a special case still because they are still trying to find their identity. Like, you know, for me, the brand to be successful, it needs to have its own like image. Like, a good example is a rollerblade. Like, when you uh, see the rollerblade products from the kids skates up to the speed skates, like they all have a very unified style. And rollerblade is not just coming up with. Um, multiple new products each year rather they they prefer doing a slow evolution of source like uh, improving what they have slowly without much of a revolution but as a whole the brand have everything basically everything what skaters need if you want to grab a pair of aggressive skates they have the new jx and soon they will release solo if you want to have the urban skates they have like rb80 and uh, twister edge and other models to choose from in several wheel configurations yeah and if you want to have a speed skate even like the high-end carbon speed skate you also can have that from royal blade and you know like you can see that they they don't do not spread themselves thin i would say like yeah. they let me uh, comment on two things that very... you just said let me comment on two things yeah. that you just said one of them they i kind of feel like rollerblade at the moment they are on the top of their game when it comes to branding they they were very very good in the early days of skating obviously the late 80s early 90s they were amazing they they were basically leading the industry. They they had a unified style of skating where yes they had the dancers also being aggressive skaters, but they created that they could do whatever they want with it, and they were awesome. They were amazing back then. Then I kind of feel like they were a bit, I wouldn't say all over the place, but they were kind of like surfing and going and seeing what everyone else was doing. But I think recently, over the last two, three years, they they really stepped up their game. Like they, they got like smaller teams, but, um, but all of them very good at what they do. From aggressive skaters to speed skating, they reinvest a lot in speed skating. But when you say that they have everything, yes, it's almost true. Because you do not have one single 
real slalom skate from rollerblade. And that I don't see that yeah. as a bad thing. I don't see that as a bad thing. I think they're actually smart. It was never their their main focus, and they shouldn't focus on it just because other brands that are being successful are doing it. And I think that's actually a very good thing. Even if the skate could be used for dancing, that was the the beginning of rollerblade. And that's it. That's what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the, the funny that you brought up the uh, aggressive skating part with the rollerblade. Like I know that uh, people still to this day like hold grudge against rollerblade for what they did with the TRS team when they drop like uh, Alexander Brasco from the team and like they simply got rid of the whole team. But a lot of people do not realize that this was at the, the time when the Rollerblades, the US-based company, has merged with the Technica, which yes. was the part of the Nordica group. So this was like a huge merging of a two companies, takeover, you can say. And, you know, like a lot of things changed back then. Like most of these skates made by the Rollerblade were actually scratched. And, you know, like the technical line was continued. But at the same time, they completely, I would say, reshaped the product line and came up with the new products. So... From the US-based side, I would say uh, the TRS skates template stayed, you can say. But uh, from a Technica side, Rollerblade Twister was born because uh, the Technica was making twisters before. Mm -hmm. And then Rollerblade modified that skate. And this was a common with a lot of skates. They, It was a huge, a huge event. And, you know, like it's not surprising that they needed to you know like s scrap several things and i can give you another example from scratch that's yeah. exactly what happened with solomon that's exactly what happened with shadow when adidas the adidas group somehow bought solomon solomon skates or something like that or there was something similar to it and that's what they did with the aggressive skating side of it well they need to look at numbers that's that's corporate decisions. They look at numbers. They look at the curves, what's happening, and they decide the future based on it. That's the difference when, yeah. you, when you have people that look into numbers other than people that think with their hearts. So I think we're going to be talking a lot about thinking with hearts and thinking with thinking at looking at numbers in the episode today because... If, we, if we're going to be talking about thinking with hearts, we're going to need to speak about a company like Powerslide, where yeah. Matthias is, is probably a bigger wheel addict than I am. <laughs> and I always say that I am one, but Matthias is probably the biggest wheel addict that I know. And that's the reason why some products, sometimes they might not have a lot of potential for a lot of people, but he believes in them. And a lot of times, maybe not a lot of times, but sometimes... His passion actually brings those. Yeah, sometimes those products actually that no one believe they become the it's. I don't really know why, how. Maybe it's the passion. So, Power Slide is a, a rather special case because uh, uh, let's, or all right, first let's say that 
I absolutely love what Parasite is doing. But at the same time, because I love the company and what they are doing so much, I see a lot of flaws in them. Like, you know, it's not unconditional love, you can say. Yeah, but I yeah, guess so. that will always happen with every company. I can tell you, like, we started speaking about our rollerbladers doing everything and we found flaws. We will find flaws in every single company. And sometimes, yes, sometimes we might be kind of biased, which is perfectly normal because there will be something that we like more than others. And then what's perfect for someone else is not perfect for us. That, that will always happen. It's impossible to see the perfect company for everyone. So That's true. So PowerSlide is a type of company that, from my perspective, they tend to spread themselves thin. And my biggest issue with them was always that they try to scatter the product lines into multiple sub-brands. So instead of have like one solid power slate brand, they try to have USD. Then they had the shadow, which is now scratched. Uh, there's a goats by Frankie Morales. Uh, then you have my fit liners and uh, the wicked bearings, the undercover and matter wheels and other stuff which I don't really... Oh, they had the Cifica liners before also. Yes. And, I, I actually, like, like, before you say anything else, let me tell you, let me interrupt because I was, I'm partly um, guilty when it comes to responsible? this. Responsible? Yes, I am. And yeah. I now, this, this might seem stupid. I might think different now. I might think a bit more accordingly to what you are saying right now. But at the same time, I can justify what has been done in terms of creating sub-brands inside the PowerSlide group. Obviously, USD, why is it still a group and why is, why is it still a brand and why the skates are not called USD aggressive uh, PowerSlide aggressive skates? Because USD was the first brand from PowerSlide. That was the first brand. Before PowerSlide being called the brand or before PowerSlide being a brand because they were just a distributor, a distributor or a distribution, uh -huh. USD was their first brand before anything else that they did. Then, yes, a couple of years later, even Undercover was, I wouldn't say it was before Power Slide, but it was early 2000s. And Power Slide only started really making stuff late 90s, maybe early 2000s. But USD came first. Now, The problem that there was is they were making liners. Was They were making, as an example, with Sifika, they were making liners. There were not other liner companies on the market. If the liners would go under USD, they team, their team would need to be USD guys only. Because imagine if you had someone that used to skate for Rollerblade or someone that that was about the same time as the as Valo came out. So they wouldn't be able to do um they wouldn't be able to bring a Valo skater to Sifika liners. And if you think of their original team was Eric Paley, Alex Prosco, and they were already starting they were already starting Valo. Now, the thing is, also talking about Sifika, they were not even supposed to be 
a liner brand. They were supposed to be a footwear brand by making shoes. And then because they were making footwear, they kind of developed, they kind of evolved or they kind of went in a way to make liners. But I guess the, one of the main reasons why they started making sub brands was so that they could bring other skaters into the group and skaters that weren't related directly to the, their main brand, which was USD. Now, where the problem starts is when there was a group inside the group, like the conference. And for you to skate for one yeah. conference brand, you would basically skate for all of them. So then it stops making sense. If every single skater from USD skates for Kaiser, Undercover, and My Fit and Wicked, then it makes no sense because then you might as well just have USD everything or Power Slide everything, you know? That's my opinion. Yeah, and a few years ago, I have asked Jürgen, what is the point of making MyFit liners as a kind of separate brand? They now call it Power Slide MyFit, I think, like they brought it closer to the main brand. But as when MyFit liners started, they were like a separate brand, just like Sifika, you know, like there was no mention of, of the Power Slide uh, anywhere other than a small print on the label. So, yeah, so he told me that the goal is to uh, have those liners in the other brands skates eventually. Like, for example, like sometimes the collaboration happens when the skate gets released with a, a, a pro frame of the... Um, yeah, I understand. Like a Razor skate... Like like uh, Abdel skate come with a ground control frame. You, Power Slide. I mean, USD yeah. was one of the the only brands to ever do it with Elogy wheels and rain liners. USD did that with several skates previously. Yeah. So um, so you know, like uh, this uh, this type of stuff. When we look at it from the identity perspective in my opinion, it really hurts the brand when it comes to visibility among the people. Because imagine a scenario, Some, somebody is starting on the fitness skates from Royal Blade and they want to start aggressive skating. Like they already know the brand, like they trust the quality of Royal Blade so they pick up the Royal Blade aggressive skates because Royal Blade also makes aggressive skates. But have you seen that Royal Blade also has blank brand? They also has the blank liners and the blank frames. There was kind of like their way of trying something similar. It was like a, ins yeah, like, a smaller brand in the aggressive skating market, right? Yeah, but still it's just a, it's just a liner and, and the, uh, the frame. Like uh, you don't have the... Uh, boot, the blank boot, you know, like it's still the Royal Blade skate. And let's imagine a scenario when someone is starting on the Power Slide fitness skates and they love that, that's those skates. And they are like, hey, maybe Power Slide is making some aggressive skate. And they go to a shop and they don't see any labeled by the power slide because let's take for example the uh, chris farmer pro model boot is a usd sway boot with the myfit liner and you can buy it with the kaiser frame 
and the undercover wheels and where's power slide mentioned in all of that you know like probably so, in the mold because the mold is the same as the zoom <laughs> <laughs> it's probably yeah, in the, let, so, let me see like, but, out of curiosity give me give me give me 10 seconds give me 10 seconds let me see if it says in the mold 10 seconds sure i'm coming back i'm coming back I got some Swayze Farmer here on my hand and let me take the liner off and let me see if it says anything. You know what it says? I think, if I'm not mistaken, it will say something. No, I was going to say that should say something on the, um, on the shock absorber, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So even even if you need to check inside of the boot is already bad because you uh, there's no way of telling for someone who is not knowledgeable about the power state brand and how it operates it's no way to tell at a glance that this is the power slide skate. Let me just so inform you I have news for slide. you. I have news for you. And <laughs> inside the cuff it says it doesn't say USD Sway. It says Power Slide Sway. News, breaking news. Okay, but <laughs> but it's still but it's still inside of the cuff, you know. Like I'm talking about. Like, I know. I know. It doesn't say Power Slide anywhere visible, invisible place on the skate. No, I need to and agree with you. In my opinion. No, I'm yeah. sorry. It says somewhere else. There's. I'm sorry about that. I found another thing on the negative plate. On the negative plate, <laughs> there's the power slide sticker underneath. A red power, uh, yeah. power uh, sticker with, it doesn't really say power slide. It has a PS. It says PS, which is the power slide logo. Yeah. In red. The, the power slide logo, yeah. So, so this, is, this is a problem, in my opinion. Like, the, um, you know, they should consolidate the brand more. And, how Railblade does it? Yeah, they have the blank liner and frames, but this is like the side project for them. Seba is making everything they have Seba or Ever Skates now. But let's get back to this uh, after a little bit because they have messed up, in my opinion, when it came to the brand split. <laughs> and, you know, like the. The power slide is a huge mess, and even uh, they even um, uh, have like a sub brand power slide, but it's like power slide swell, power slide dupe, uh, and you know, like I I get that those are the lines of the skates, but uh, if um, they give them like their their own logos and they put it on the front like the dupe logo. On the on the box of the skates, but Dupe was like, also a brand. This is, uh, Dupe, Dupe was also a brand. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, at one time, yeah, they even had had the Dupe store. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I know, I know. This, 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 this is this is uh, there's funny story with uh, with the Dupe store, uh, like when uh, Oli went uh, to work with the uh, Flying Eagle. You know, like left power slide for a while, mm -hmm. for because he was managing the dub store, 
the dupe store, sorry. Uh, for a while, you could find the Flying Eagle skates listed over here. Like there was some like <laughs> clash between him and Power Slide. So yeah, so it was funny. But yeah, you know, like they try to invest and make the separate things out of the of the skates that are made by the Power Slide, and I don't really know why. But I can tell What's you. What's the purpose? Um, it's basically like I told you. They basically wanted to have different channels to market the product. The problem is that they end up getting lo lost a little bit. And I actually speak against again. I'll speak against myself because when I used to work with Power Slide, which is almost two years now that I don't, I used to manage social media accounts. And I was managing more than five. I can just say that. And obviously, one person managing more than five accounts, you will not be able to give the same attention to all of them, especially if you're running the main one. So it is the truth. And that's why I said I'm probably speaking against myself, which is <laughs> exactly the truth. Uh, but I need yeah. to tell you that over the last three years, maybe even two since I left, maybe, <laughs> I believe that the brand is actually doing better. I, I think the image of the brand, it's looking, it's the truth. So, so they are doing better without you. This is what you are saying. <laughs> I'm saying that, yeah, yeah, I'm actually saying that the, the, the image of the brand at the moment is better. In my opinion, you look at, you look at, The, the, the catalog that got leaked the other day, which I don't think it was a leak, but anyway, the catalog that was leaked the other day, and you will see a little bit of what you're saying not happening anymore. Yes, you will still read brands, but for me, it doesn't seem as obvious that Gods and USD are separate brands anymore. It kind of feels like Swell and Zoom and Next and U and USD and Gods are all in the same. Um, how can I say it? It's it's not a sub brand. It kind of feels like it's a segment of the brand, if that makes sense. And it's getting cleaner yeah. and cleaner and cleaner and more refined. I would say closer, not in the same style, but closer to what rollerblading is doing. So obviously, uh, it's it's decisions that have nothing to do with me leaving the brand. But yes, I believe that over the last two years, they are better. Better, for sure. Uh, so, Ricardo, obviously that was a joke. I know, I know, <laughs> no, 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 I know, man. I, I don't think, no, no, man. I, but I'm, I'm happy, man. I, I'm, I'm in a good space with, with, this is something that gets me happy, which is, Me not working with the brand, but me, but me being a good in a good space with it. I can tell. I don't know if I ever told you before, but as me working with Micro, one of the first meetings that we had was with PowerSlide. I did try to add meeting a meeting with other brand that did not want to meet me, but <laughs> I did have a meeting with PowerSlide. And that's something that went well because we had ideas and projects that on some stuff that we could work. And Matthias is, su Matthias is super open for it. So I respect this brand above most of the brands on the market, for sure. They always supported me. They still do nowadays, even if I work in a completely different project. And it's, it's, it's a good space to be at the moment. Yeah. 
So last thing I want to talk about when it comes to power side, because we could really go hours and hours talking about Parasite alone um, is the slalom skates like uh, the Powerslide is one of two western companies you can say that are really trying to push the slalom on the west and like they apart from Seba and now Everskates which is I still take them as the one company because they now have the same owner. So, you know, like the... They don't. This is... The same, <laughs> like, well, they don't have the same owner, but still, they run okay. in... They are they are distributed by the same. Yeah, but distributed by the same, and Sebastian is claiming that uh, he is running them both. So let's stick to the official version. I don't want no, to... No, 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 no. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not steering anything. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so, um, so PowerSlide is really struggling with um, bringing out the entry-level slalom skate, which Seba did in the past with the Seba High and the Tricks too. Like, mm -hmm. uh, there, there are pretty good entry-level slalom skates, which don't do not cost as much as the carbon-based models. But PowerSlide was trying to do for years. They kept the S4 skate, which was discounted and then replaced by Altron, mm -hmm. which was also more of, a, I would say, our skate, but they also tried it for, for slalom, you know, like position it a little bit like a slalom skate. And then they have the KZ90, and which mis mistake they're doing with all of that models, and they were doing with all of that models, is that nobody skates those skates on the competition. Like, they do not have the uh, riders who would be, I would say, semi-pro, and mm -hmm. skating those skates, uh, like advertising them to the public. So uh, I only saw a good video of a slalom skater with those. I saw I saw Lorenzo skating the Kaze ninety, but he wasn't skating yeah. in, in a slalom related content. He was urban skating with those. But if I can yeah, talk right, so. ab about that, the Kaze was a skate that I used to like a lot as my first Trinity skate. I I really enjoyed the first one, the the old black one. But after skating other Trinity skates, like after skating the um, the um, Artcore Evo first before Trinity and then the the Evo Pro, the Evo Trinity, it's a completely different. It's a completely different skate. So I think there yeah. there were changes that needed to be done, and probably that's what happened with the Ultron because I never actually skated the Ultron, but the foams on the inside weren't. The thing is. Like you're saying, a slalom skate and the urban skate, it's actually not the same. And you can't, that's why Rollerblade doesn't have a slalom skate, probably, because they're different. The responsiveness of a skate, it's different from the other. The urban skater is a different type of skater, probably will be looking more into comfort, most of them, because not every, not every urban skater is going to be on a certain level. While the slalom skater, it's someone 
that wants performance and they want a stiffer skate, a much stiffer skate. So I don't know. I think the, yeah. the sway was never really there as a slalom skate, but the changes to be done were merely minimal. Wait, wait. how is it called? No, wait, how is it called? Kaze or Kazi? Do you know? Maybe Kaze. No, no, no. It's Kaze. It's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a Kaze. It's a Japanese word. Let me see what oh, it, Japanese what it stands. Uh, Japanese Kaze. What does that mean? Kaze. Definition of Kaze. It means wind. It means breeze. Now you know. Breeze. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So. So if for the latest version they has they have reworked the upper like the skate even looks completely different now in my opinion is a lot uglier than it was before and mm -hmm. okay like still doesn't change the fact that no power slide skater or power slide sponsored or supported skater skates those released any promotional materials when it comes to the making slam in those and this was the same with the s4 and the altron and the altron was like um the worst case scenario because with kazi they they do a little bit of promotion like but it's as i said a little little bit but altron was released just like you know like oh let's release the skate without any promotion whatsoever and like see how it how it uh, will go and they haven't promoted the altrons anywhere either in the urban skating or in the freestyle sound contest context and it was actually pretty good skate in my opinion like you you can say it was more urban skating oriented skate mm -hmm. yes just like rollerblade metroblade but you know like it was a good skate but people were not picking it up because it was never properly advertised i would say like the the this is like releasing the product without any support Yes, but from what I heard, when it came to the Ultron, the biggest problem was at first it didn't have that toe protector, and a lot of people that whoever tried it had, was having a little bit of problems with it. Now, what I can tell you is that if you start looking for the Ultron right now, you will find it mainly on AliExpress, and the colorway looks so much better than the one that PowerSlide released, like the black and red. Remember, black they used red, to add yeah. the white and red, but the black and red looks so much better, in my opinion, obviously. But they look good. I think they're a very good-looking skate, and they could even be something as a, as an aggressive skate very easily. Just looking at it, it's not very. Yeah, hard. but it's not hard to do it. Yeah, you could you could fix the raised heel salt plate on it without any problems because the special thing about the Altron is that the bottom of the, um, the bottom of the boot even though like it's um it's still a raised heel skate 165 mount it's not a bumpy uh, one it's it's not a bumpy one they don't have this little bump at the front mounting point like it's completely flat in there so uh, there were some problems when it comes to 
you know the um, compatibility with the three wheel frames but uh, you could fit most of the four wheel frames easily with that so yeah so i guess it could be made into the aggressive skate but at the same time why bother when essentially you would get something along the lines of the carbon free skates this is i i would say like the skate is extremely similar to the carbon free but a little bit more supportive but and of course yes. it's a, and it, the it has skill. that it has the cuff from the tau and from the hardcore evo which is actually a very yeah. it's a low very low but very stiff cuff due to those curves that it has it's it's weird because by just doing that little comb i don't know how to explain it's like a little round part that doesn't go in the same direction as the cuff bends basically the cuff bends from the outside to the inside going behind your foot right and there's a part of the cuff that is somehow i wouldn't say folded but like round from the from the cuff bolt to the buckle and that makes it very good so that is awesome uh, it makes the cuff very supportive Yeah, it does. Uh, so, um, Ricardo, wait for a while, okay? Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm back. It's a little bit of chaos today uh, on my end. So, yeah, uh, it's so, all good. I know, uh, I know what that is. <laughs> my daughter went yeah. to school for the first time so, now. So, okay, I'm so gonna cut this be... piece. I'm gonna cut this piece. What do you want to do? Do you want to stop it, or can you keep going? No, let's 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 keep going. Uh, let's keep going. So, you know, the Ultron skate. Like, as I said, they released this skate into the wild without any support on the marketing side, and it flopped. But leaving the power slide, there was another flop of the similar skate, and I think that you uh, may guess what I have in mind. The Rollerblade Metroblade. Like... Yes, this is a totally reverse case scenario because when Metroblade was first released, there was a lot of hype around this skate, mm -hmm. and they even know, made like two. The, they made a carbon version and a plastic one, right? Yeah, and later the the plastic version, and you know the uh, Greg was filming the GM Darius, uh, I uh, think, like. This was the what was called like a video series of him yes. uh, skating the metro plates all over the Europe, all over the uh, world. So, he yeah, actually so went to he actually went the, yeah he yeah. went to other places. Yes, so yeah, so it was a superb support from the marketing side, and I guess that because it was pretty good skate. Like I would say it it was a pure urban skate like uh, not even a drop of slalom in this 
This mm -hmm. is why it wasn't as successful as, for example, Seba High. But, you know, I guess this was eventually scrapped because it wasn't selling as good as Rollblade expected to be. Well, we can only speculate at the moment because we don't have the access to the numbers. But I don't think like this skate sold really bad. But at the same time, just it, not up to the rollerblade not, standards, is that it? Not, yeah, not up to the rollerblade standards. And when they make the twister edge, they decide to scrap this. But you know, like for me, if they, they would continue with that skate, or even do what a lot of people were telling them to do, make a salt plate and make it an aggressive skate, also this would be. I don't think like this could be ever like super huge hit on the market, but I think that given time it could be a really successful product, like a solid, you know, like upper level. I understand, free but I guess they. Yeah. What happens with Rollerblade is they're not the brand that have usually multiple power high powerhouse models in their lines. Example, they were probably already working on the Twister Edge. And the Twister Edge actually came out right after that. Once the Twister Edge came out, they stopped investing marketing-wise on the Metro Blade. And that, if you look at what they've been doing, they kind of been doing that over the last couple of years. They had the solos, then they hardly invest on the, um, the new jack. But now there's they're investing on the solo or the release or the re-release of the solos. And you don't see a lot of marketing around the new jacks anymore. So it's kind of like they focus on one product for each segment and they go on that. Which I'm yeah, not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's... I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. Obviously, it's their it's their strategy. Maybe what happened yeah, with the Metro Blade was that it was a different price point compared to the Twister Edge. Yeah, it was. It was uh, actually more expensive skates than a Twister Edge, and uh, like Twister uh, Edge is a really solid skate, especially the uh, the standard model. I forgot how it how it uh, how it goes like not the one that comes with the hydrogen wheels but the rollerblade urban wheels like it's got a really nice price point so you have a solid boot good liner good frame it's the black one say, right it's the black yeah, one medium quality wheels and like the price is very competitive but you know what you said about the um flagship models like they tend to have only one mm -hmm. there is an exception to the rule because they made the uh, dennis pro model of the rbat and this is the upgraded like this is the rbat is the lower price point skate but they upgraded it so much giving it the twister frame and the hydrogen wheels and i think that the liner is a bit different and of course, the better bearings that in the standard ABAT, that the pro model of Dennis 
costs more than the basic twister edge. So yeah, so you know. But it's, it's you know what no I don't see, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it's actually very smart because they fit completely different. The RB80 is a very good skate apparently to very wide foot, and the Twister Edge it seems to if you have like a super tall foot, it seems to not be the skate for you. So it's basically what Rose is somehow in the aggressive skating side is doing with the Majestics and the Fifth Elements. It's kind of having skates that fit different people, and they actually tell the world about it, I think. Yeah. So it's good to have the options, obviously. And, you know, uh, one thing about the Twister Edge, like uh, when it first came out, uh, it wasn't a perfect product. Like there was a problem with the frame mounting, it's it was 165 in theory, but in practice it was like more like 163 millimeter spacing of the mounting points. So not all frames were compatible, mm-hmm. but they fixed that this year. And for the next season, they will give the uh, adjustment op- options from front to back because uh, now the plates will have uh, three holes. So we can adjust the yes. frame front to back. So yes. it will make the skate more compatible with, with the frames. And this was my biggest like issue with the skate. Like you are you were um, fixed to the one frame position if uh, you couldn't position change the position by using the slots in the frame. Like mm-hmm. you were basically stuck with what you are getting. But now the uh, I, I dare to say that uh, the Twister Edge will be a very solid boot to pick up for any kind of a custom skate, whatever you want to put, put a power slide or micro or Seba or FR skates or whatever frame on it, like it will work well now. Yeah, so, but, yeah, but so apparently they, the thing is the boot it seems to not be high enough for everyone. Do you know if it's if it's about the liner or really the shell? Because some people tell I heard some people say that they feel like some pressure on the ball of their foot, like the top of their foot. Yeah, so this this is the issue uh, with the rollblade case the hard boots case from Royal Blade, other than the RP80 in general, the Fusion have the same issue. Like they try to make the uh, boot a very anatomically shaped as a close fit for the regular person. But if uh, you have the ankles like a little bit lower or a little bit higher, there are some issues with, with the feet then around the calf area and uh, at the ankle area. So I had this issue with the fusion skates where I couldn't skate them stock with the stock liner. I needed uh, to uh, use a thicker liner that will push the sides of the skates a little bit outwards, mm-hmm. but also needed to add additional uh, heel pad under my heel. It, was, it wasn't thick, but I needed it in in there because with the stock configuration, my ankles are too low in relation to the space 
for for them in the shell and i get nasty pressure points like i couldn't scale those at all in the stack configuration so yeah so royal blade is trying to make the the shells of their free skate like super super tight fit around the ankle area like shape it anatomically and when you compare it to the like what seba or the fr is doing you know like they have a pretty wide fit around the ankle and uh, it's not shaped in the same way as the royal blade skate so you know the product will never work for everyone it's yes it, this, like... that is impossible but there are some things that can be done in some boots like in a hard yeah. boot to to make it work like where the top of the boot is like open the most or the liner can have in some parts can have thicker foams or adjustable from like the how you call that the recall foam that will mold with the temperature of your food there's a couple of things that can be done but obviously yeah. a lot of people love the skates they seem to be very supportive for a lot of people but like you said it's it's just impossible to have a skate that fits perfectly in everyone it's just impossible so, that doesn't exist so yeah so going back on the not believing in the product like i think that really scratched the metro blade because they were not believing those skates to be a huge hit like the twister edge become a, apparently a huge hit but there was also another product which i know why they scratched it because it wasn't a very good design to begin with i don't know if you um remember they made uh, the skates in the collaboration with atom uh, brand and the, there were the, those funky skates, the speed skates that have like uh, one mounting points in the middle of the foot. Is that the Atom skate? I, I haven't seen the rollerblade one. I have seen the Atom skates. Is that it? Yeah. So the black so with Atom the green lines. Are... Is that the the black? Yeah, so this is this is something different, more recent. But before that, uh, the rollerblade made a collaboration with Atom and they came up with the new frame mounting system when where you had like one central mounting point obviously the frame was still attached to the boot via two uh, two screws but you know like it was i don't remember it was uh, uh, called railblade gt or something like this uh, several years ago and this was man this was a flop because this was supposed to increase the energy transfer on push. Oh, but, I see. The know, skate that you're talking about just come, just touch like just the middle was touching, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, like this was a huge flop for them. Like it's uh, it just wasn't a very good design. Like it was like what Bond skates did with the three point mounting. Yeah, but they had three points. But, <laughs> But worse, <laughs> yeah. But but actually, the three-point mounting mounting of of uh, of on bond skates is pretty good when it comes people to the four-wheel setup. Like people love it, yeah. But and Royal Blade, I guess they wanted to achieve the same effect, but not with the three-point mounting. So they made just one, and this was. I see that they, they even made they even more. made boots yeah. with Luigino. Luigino even made the boots yeah. for that mounting. 
you know, Luigino is uh, is a brand that is making the um, the custom. Yes, for rollerblades. Uh, yeah, so so they are pretty close to them. So this was to be. Yeah, it's like it's so. like Sergio Macargo for Power Slide. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. I would compare it. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So this was this was another product that I can. Uh, recall from the recent memory that flopped and that Royal Blade scratched that. But other than that and Metro Blade, I cannot really remember any skate that was unsuccessful and they completely scratched it and stopped, stopped making it. Even if you take this Royal Blade solo into account, like they're getting back to it, like it was pretty popular free skate, but uh, the Rollerblade Fusion. But you know, they, as as you said, they don't want too many products in the mm. in their catalog. So yeah, so I guess they put a hold on it. And when they came up with the uh, RB80, so so yeah, so Rollerblade by playing it safe, you can say, like limiting the number of products they they have, and you know not trying to come up with any crazy stuff every now and then. They don't really waste the money by investing in products that they will have to like discount after the two years. So yeah, so this strategy I think is paying off for them. Like Exactly. Man, if if you actually look at their fitness skates, you will see that they use basically the same base and they work around that base. It, it even happens with the, the Twister Edge. You will see under the Twister Edge, they have a couple of different models and that is very smart. I mean, if you invest on a mold or if you invest on a skate, work on it. You come out with different frames, which is the simple thing to, tur- to change. You come out with different liners. You give different possibilities to your customers without really putting yourself in a very, very risky position. Yes, putting yourself in a risky position might there's a possi- there's probably a possibility for success, but that is not always like that. Most of the times success comes from you, and that's why we're doing this. Success a lot of times comes from you really market the product that you have and make people want it. A good example of that, we're going to need to go back to aggressive skating and we're going to need to talk about them. Obviously, when we talk about success in aggressive skating, it has nothing to do with fitness skating because the amount of skates being sold is completely different. But the first damn skates, we spoke about it here on this podcast, it wasn't the best skate in the world. Everyone knows it. But... It was very, very well marketed, and that was all they had. So they made it work. They made it work enough to make money to make a new mold, which is apparently doing very good. Is it the best? I don't know. I've never tried it. But they keep on working on it. Probably they will come with a different one soon, or they will come with other products. So it's not always about just quantity. It's about, like we said in the beginning of this, it's about believing in your product. Because if you don't believe in it, no one else will. And yeah, now I'm exactly. going to make you the question that you were saying that you were going to talk in the, in the, like a couple of minutes ago, which is we've been talking about products that are not being believed in. And then 
companies put a lot of effort into the new one. You said you were going to speak about SEBA and FR. So what do you think it happened there? Do you think they don't believe in SEBA anymore? They just believe in FR? Yeah, like I don't have the opinion of that scope about it, I would say, but I have another opinion like the... Um, if what Sebastian is claiming that he's still the owner of the both brands and like the split happened uh, because they wanted to make the FR a separate brand. This is the official statement. So I'm just okay. commenting on that. The brand split was handled like super, super in a super amateur way, like they lost focus, I would say. So before the FR skates and Seba split, the Seba was trying to get into the other skate segments than the freestyle and the free ride. They made the aggressive skate, uh, they made the marathon skate, like they wanted to, I wouldn't say that show off, but it was almost like they wanted to push themselves to be a brand more like a rollerblade is or power slide is. Mm -hmm. To be in all the segments. Bases. To be in all yeah, segments. They even, yeah, they even came up with the GTX line of the skate, which were supposed to be their, um, their fitness skates, but they were extremely similar to the uh, Seba high, but yeah, like I guess lower quality padding and so on. Yeah, so so they wanted to this. They kind of lost focus, and then the split happened. And it would make sense if they would make the FR skates a separate brand, which focused only on the free ride, free skating skates, and keep the Seba which was pretty established brand in slalom as the slalom brand. So if they would keep the all of the slalom models under, under the Seba banner and then have the separate banner, which is FR skates for the FR series and uh, the even the, I would say the GTX and so on, that would make more sense. But now it's all over the place. So. Uh, you have the Daria and Igor and the uh, KSJ and the Trix uh, skates, which are some skates under the F FR skates. Then you have the... Uh, is, the KS is the KSJ now also under FR? I didn't saw the FR, the FR case. Maybe. No, the KSJ? Maybe, the no. Yeah, KSJ, yeah, Seba, sorry, but they have the uh, another skate based on the same boot, which is called uh, WFSC, I think, like, well, it's it's a huge mess, basically, like, some slalom skates under the Seba, some slalom skates under yeah, the If I'm not skates. mistaken, they're, they're like, actually being very smart and very picky with the FR skates that they're releasing. If I'm not mistaken, they have three FR skates only for slalom, which is the the Sebastian, the Igor, and the Daria. Those are the only three slalom skates they have. And then they have the, the, um, the free ride line, which is the art boot skates. 
if I'm yeah. not mistaken, they only have these skates, and I think it's very, very smart, and they've been very picky in a good way with the image of the brand. And that, awesome. Just the Seba part, it kind of feels like it's, yeah, like, it's it not managed like by it's them. <laughs> That's how it looks. Seba, Seba feels kind of like the leftover, <laughs> you know, like uh, let's focus on the, like our main products on the FR skates and let's put everything else in the Seba. So this is how it looks like now. And, you know, um, like they came up with the Seba at three skate, mm -hmm. which is like su super budget hard boot. So it's a competition to the FRX because mm -hmm. it's even a bit cheaper, but it uses the same parts, like the same frame, the same liner, man. Like it's, it's, it's basically, I I would say like this. They're this competing against speed, each other. If, yeah. Like, like if what Sebastian was claiming is true like they did it because they wanted to make the fr skates a separate brand it's basically it was handled like a huge mess and uh, like and the only thing they achieved with that is uh, sending the customers a mixed message because several years passed and people are still confused like so Seba FRs are now the FR skates. Like they don't really know that. Uh, in some places, they're still Seba. In some yeah, places like, where they have stock, they still Seba. Yeah, like yeah. So I, sorry, sorry. I'll let you go. I'll let you talk about it first. So yeah. So in my opinion, this, this the Seba was successful because they were a very focused brand. They had one brand, which was Seba. Everything was branded with Seba. They didn't mm -hmm. have the separate brand for liners, for wheels, for for frames, whatever. And they were known for quality. Yeah, and they they were focused on the slalom and the free ride, and the, they were successful because of that. And when they went into the direction like let's make the aggressive skate, let's make the a marathon skate let's make the fitness skate and it was already bad like they had so many similar products at one point and then the split happens and you know it's even worse now so yeah so from from my perspective they were doing pretty good and they're really smart managed at the beginning but then they Devolved, I would say. Into yeah, they dissolved online. somehow into a lot yeah. of stuff. So basically, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I could actually, I could talk about it for a bit because that's actually related to what I do nowadays. But I did try to speak with someone from the Seba side that could confirm everything with me. And I never had that conversation. I was never able to have that conversation. So... Whatever I would speak right now would be biased because I work with a company that a lot of people think as competition. Under the brand Micro, we decided to not speak about it. So with me having my role, I will not talk about it, but I will just need to basically say about, I need to talk about what you just said now, which is the Seba part kind of feels like it's just let go, like it just it kind of feels like it's running by itself and all the attention 
is going into FR. Now, we all know that the SEBA quality, the SEBA products were known for quality. And people keep on buying them because of that. They they know most of the times when they buy it, it's quality. Now, FR seems like they are working on the image of their products a lot and everything. And if people like the quality of the skate, they will only do good. Now, relating these to the subject of what we're talking in this podcast, it kind of feels like Seba skates are kind of like the the pro the 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 skates that they they lose the focus on and they just keep the focus on the other ones so it's a bit of a weird situation for for a brand to be and for for people but again i i do know more about it i just can't talk about it so it's all good <laughs> yeah like you know uh, i want to comment on the quality of seba like uh... Seba was known for the quality, but I never, I I wouldn't say like they were bad, but I never thought like they are as exceptional as people claim them to be. You know what? Like, I think it depends on the product, like everything. Yeah, like, but the, let's take, for example, the FR line, which were, which were like pretty popular case, like, yeah, the frames were always solid and, uh, you know, like the boot itself was not bad, but, you know, I, I think that, for example, for the boot material, uh, the power slide was using the better solution, uh, like power slide uses the um, plastic mixed with the fiberglass mm-hmm. for their shells, which makes them more rigid. Yeah, and with the, with Seba they use only raw materials, which yes they, and you know like the you can see that the Seba's case age like differently, like they become floppy over time much quicker. For example, the the hardwoods and the liners were never truly exceptional either. Where they never used any kind of like super advanced foams that will adjust to your foot or anything like that. I think from what I know, it's changing. Apparently on the CJ skate, they say they're using something similar to the, they they say it's just like the intuition liner, liner, which they do have a close relationship with Sebastian being the distributor. Uh, Intuition also makes their liners in Asia. Maybe a lot of people didn't know. Now they do. The liners are also made in Asia, so I'm pretty sure, man. In Asia, especially like in China, you can you can get you can buy every single material. If you think like yeah. all the shoes are made there and everything are made there. Now, something that I need to say about Seba, and I don't know if if FR keeps the same because I I'm not sure. I I, I am sure, but I'm not going to talk about it. I do know that. The Seba casts usually work very well. And that's one of the things that they fit a lot of people. Example. And again, yes, the micro skates are done at the same factory. So again, I might be kind of biased, whatever. But the skates, as an example, I do love the Power Slide Imperial. They always fit me good. But I do know they were somehow slim for some people, including for yourself. With certain liners, right? Yeah. So with yeah. the with the F with the Seba FR line, 
It's the same. It's not the same, but it's made under the same cast as the MT Plus or the MT Line Skate, which I believe it's under the same cast as the E3 Skate. It seems to fit a lot of people. Now, obviously, it will not fit everyone because if it's going, if you're going to have a narrow foot, probably the the Imperials will fit you better or the Twister Edge. So. This will always change from person to person, from foot to foot. But in general, it seems like the Seba cast, like the mold that they used to make their skates, it kind of felt that used to be comfortable for a lot of people. I don't know if you agree with me on that, but that's from... So, it kind yeah. of feels like I've, I've been seeing that in a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's true because like the skate is on the white side and uh, they get a liner with a lot of padding in there, so it, of course it's comfortable. And the white lace like too. For, yeah, and but for me the the open shell design with the white lacing is the problem. Yeah, it's not as supportive as though I I would say like I don't have a slim. It would say like I have regular feet, uh, like um, on the medium side of things, but I have pretty low instep, and uh, that huge open space above the instep is a recipe for disaster for me. Like the lacing does nothing. Like I can lace the skate. You know, there was a technology know, using in the nineties. There was a technology called the puffy, <laughs> the puffy, the puffy stuff, yeah. the puffy stuff. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> putting some yeah, socks I on top of you your, like. pu putting some socks on top of your foot would make miracles. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like it's not holding my feet very well, and even if I tighten buckle a lot, like it's still. I still have a nasty heel lift in both. Like it's like the this skate is not holding my foot very well. Even if I add additional shock absorber underneath the liner, raising the heel even further to you know like reduce the, the distance from the lacing foot, and it just doesn't hold my feet down pretty well. So yeah, so. The, the FR skates are the only skates I have ever tried that I couldn't really get on terms with. Like they just are completely opposite of what I need in skates. And funny thing is that even uh, the Flying Eagle Falcon skates, which um, I got oversized because all the same. Hello. I stop hearing you. Downsize in there. Sorry, I stopped hearing the... you for a second there. So even the skates that always yeah. sent you oversized. Yeah, like they they were oversized because I ordered the uh, for three size, which is what I usually wear. But I should downsize in them in reality. So I had a pretty boat of a shell, you, you can say, in the flying eagle skates. Uh, but because there were uh, like much more closed construction on the top with the lacing with using the correct liner i could skate them like i, I didn't get the heel lift even though that the shell was a little bit too big for me like way too big i would say so it still worked better than what 
uh, what FR skates provided in terms of fit for me. Yeah, so, I guess yeah, it so just comes to the there won't just, be yeah. Let me tell me something. Sorry. Yeah, they won't be good for for everyone, but I guess they are good for a lot of people. You know, like so. Yeah, like the quality of, of things. Like I think that the. Seba is a similar case to the Demskates. Like there's a lot of hype around the brand, especially on the slalom end of things. Like a lot of slalom skaters are hyped about the Seba or now the FR skates because like of the people they have on board, like the people who skate the Seba. I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say something. I'm just gonna say something. I'm yeah. gonna make you a question, and that is it. When was the last time that you saw um, a world champion that didn't skate with Seba or FR skates? Oh man, yeah, I I know what you mean. Like basically, like, <laughs> that was just a question. W, yeah, like WSSA, the Slam Association, like everything around this in is in the Sebastian packet from my perspective. Like I am not a slalom skater, but I can see like all of the official events, like they there is a lot of advertising for the FR skates now, previously for Seba. And for example, if you would want to have some advertising on such event as a micro, Or power slide 2,500 euros. 2,500 euros yeah. for a small event they, in Italy. They ask, they ask a lot of money for it. And, you know, like the people who control the um, the official events on the country level are always closely related to the universe gate. So, yeah. So, like... This is the main reason why not a lot of companies invest into the slalom, why rollerblades tends to, uh, you, you think know, so? like... You think that's why rollerblade doesn't yeah. get in it? Yeah, I, I think that they, they uh, don't want to get in it. And uh, Roaches, for example, and other brands, because they can see that the system is rigged You can you can say like in a way that it will favor always one company, and you know what what's the point in trying to break break that when you can make better safer money elsewhere? Like you know, I think that even on the power slide end, the slalom is more of the ambition mm -hmm. type endeavor, endeavor like they. They are doing this because they want to be best. Like the forest, like let me just really ask you something. You might know. Let me just like. ask you something. You might know too. I do know it, but do you know who was the first brand to use the same technology used on speed skates for a slalom skate? Power slide. Exactly. That's all. I guess yeah. we, we're yeah. we're good. We're they, good to you, we're good to finish this this podcast today. <laughs> And again, yeah. I don't work with Power Slide. I have I get nothing from Power Slide, but it's it's good for people to know that they were the first company. When people say when people look at some of the skates that Micro do and they say that's just like these or just like that. Well, if someone needs to say that they're just like something, 
I would actually be happy if they said they're but, just like power slide skates on some of them. But Ricardo, there's there's one thing about this. Like the power slide was the first company to make the integrated padding slalom skate. And a lot of people tend to think like this was the hardcore Evo, but no. Before that, they had the S3 Scully skate, which mm-hmm. was uh, made of the glass fiber. And mm-hmm. it also had an integrated padding. But Seba was actually the first company to make the carbon skate for slalom, but it didn't have the integrated padding. It was the Seba High Carbon with the removable liner. liner. So it yes. was yeah, so so it was just like a Seba High, but with the shell made of the carbon. Then the hardcore Evo happened. And then Seba kind of took the uh, Seba high carbon shell and made the Igor skate. So this is why the Igor skate is on the white side. And a lot of people say that it's pretty white skate because it was uh, the shell was designed to incorporate the liner, not the integrated padding in the first place. Mm-hmm. So that's the story. So yeah, so it was the arms race, you can say, like... <laughs> Yeah, but it's something that what what I wanted to say is that like it's all these technology comes from a lot of different companies pushing a little bit. One pushes here, then the other goes and pushes there. And you see that in everything. You see that in technology when it comes to cameras, you see that in in shoes, you see that in everything. You need brands to this is brands look at what it's being done and they take that for granted and they go from there you know that's why like as an example if you look at android phones that's why they were so much more advanced in a way than the than the iphone because the brands would use already the same ship and they would just start working on something else and then the other company that would come they would use what's already been done and they start on something else and this is a little bit of what's happening in skating now comparing like now relating or bringing it back to topic what's happening is that sometimes we start developing a new thing and we stop giving focus to the one that we just invested money and that doesn't help the growth of brands that doesn't help the growth of products and it's been a pro it's been somehow a problem for some brands not to make the the numbers that they really wanted to and we all wanted those brands to make money so <laughs> i guess that's it do you have anything else that you want to say? I guess we're becoming quite. Oh, no, I think, I, I think, yeah, I think we we good. Like this was a nice chat. Like <laughs> uh, I think that I think that a lot of people didn't know about the stuff, <laughs> all of the stuff. Like, uh, and I hope that they have learned from listening to it. Uh, you know, it's. I I would say. On the very end, like it's never uh, black and white never. when it comes to what <laughs> companies do. No, because obviously and... you, you only show what you want, like everything. It's man, you don't show yeah, everything exactly. <laughs> and when you when you see the product on the shop shelf, you never know the full story behind this. Like you know, there are several things that are getting scratched uh, i would say every season 
when even they get into the pre-production stage, like uh, you remember the USD quantum skates? Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, like so. This was basically like a reincarnation of the Salomon FSK skates, and they even went as far as making the additional mold for for that skate from what i what i knew but then the project was simply scratched so yeah so it happens like what we end up getting is most of the time the best case scenario for for the current trends taking into account all of the you know like financial stuff and so on yeah but you know what a lot of times products that are being invested right now, they will only come to life in three, four, five, six years. So we never know what's going to happen. And with that being said, yeah. <laughs> with that being said, yeah, we're we going to, we're we going to, we're going to sign out. <laughs> so yeah. for everyone watching this, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. We had a couple, <laughs> we, we had a couple of interferences. You probably didn't even notice. Because by now they're all edited. But other than that, that was fun. So if you enjoyed this one, yeah. make sure to keep following what we are doing. Maybe send us a message on Instagram if there's any topic that you really want us to cover. You can send us a message on Instagram. Camel, uh, what is your Instagram account? Oh, man, I don't remember how it's called. Uh, just a second. I have Instagram account, but I'm this is my personal account. It's like Camille. Don't have to. No, it's not. There is another Camille Chura. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, like let me just quickly check. So it's K M H Chura. So K M H yeah, so, Chura. Let me see. Yeah. Come on, don't tell me I wasn't. I was. No, I wasn't even following you, man. Come on, he only has a post. Anyway, KMH Chura. C I have one post. <laughs> K-M-H-C-I-U-R-A. Send us a message. Send me a message. Send a message to, to Kamel if you want to, us to cover any topic. And we will get on it. So with that being said, yeah. cheers. And speak to you soon. Cheers. <laughs> Bye.